You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today's interview is with one of my favorite accessory designers, Beth Ladd. I love her beautiful beaded pieces, so not only do I have this podcast interview with her, but we also designed a clutch together. This clutch features the Preppy Podcast signature green bamboo print, as well as you can customize it with your own monogram or initials in hot pink. It's so beautiful. I'm so excited. Um, It was so fun to collaborate together and make this special bag for you guys. Shop them at the Preppy podcast.com or bethladcollections.com. But in the meantime, learn all about how Beth started her business as a side hustle and expanded it to what it is today. All right. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you're from, and a little description about what you do. Hi, my name is Beth and I'm the founder of Beth Lad Collections, which is a jewelry and accessories company. I am from Lynchburg, Virginia, but I currently live in Darien, Connecticut with my husband and two kids. Awesome. So now, have you always had an interest in fashion and accessories? Were you someone that was like stealing your mom's purses um, or maybe had like this little interest in entrepreneurship when you were a kid? Like, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up, I guess. Yeah, I think... um, Subconsciously, from a really young age, I always kind of had an interest in um, design and fashion, too, um, and entrepreneurship. Um, Both of my parents were well-respected business people in our community, and my mom, in particular, was and still is an entrepreneur. So she's um, really creative. I think her creativity kind of rubbed off on me. when I was younger, I kind of loved every, I loved arts and crafts. That was like my main thing. Um, I also loved jewelry. And I guess, I think that's kind of a coincidence actually. But um, <laughs> I remember every time we visited my grandparents in Michigan, my grandmother had um, a huge like dresser almost full of um, really fun costume jewelry that was now looking at it. I'm like, this is so ugly. I can't believe I love this stuff but it was so much fun I we would get there every summer and I would run to that jewelry chest and just start going through and putting it all on and like dressing up and so yeah I think I definitely always was kind of into that type of creative stuff yeah I love that I feel like that I've discovered from interviewing a lot of people that that's kind of true is that that passion maybe we might not have known it back then but looking back you're like oh yeah I used to like love playing with my grandmother's jewelry or whatever it might be. So it's fun to look back, I think, and see, yeah. you know, where it might have started. <laughs> yeah. And I, so the pictures now, are hilarious too. <laughs> I bet you'll have to like post them on stories or something. I know I need to. Um. So now if you went to college, what did you end up studying and sort of why did you go that path? I went to the university of Georgia and I majored in, marketing. And, um, to be honest, I don't, 
I don't, I wasn't really one of those people who knew exactly what I wanted to do once I graduated. I had a few ideas, but I didn't know 100%. And I just loved marketing. And I thought every company needs marketing. Um, I'm not going to like pigeonhole myself into a certain industry um, because I know there'll always be a need for marketing. So that's Mm -hmm. what I did. Awesome. So now while you were there, did you do any internships or sort of what was your first uh, career then, I guess, after you graduated even? So my first career actually was in residential real estate, um, which is totally different than what I'm doing now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But my mom has done it for my entire life. And it's kind of what I knew. And Mm -hmm. she encouraged me to do it. so when I graduated, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I became a realtor. Um, and I, it was great. I loved it. But I jumped right in in 2009, which is like right during the housing crisis. Yeah. Um, so I ended up focusing a lot on the marketing aspect of it, which I liked better anyway than actually mm-hmm. selling. Um, so that's that's what I did for a while. And then once I met my husband, he actually got his dream job in sports in New York City. So then I moved to New York City and the thought of selling real estate in New York City as a 24-year-old was so daunting to me. So, Do you watch Million Dollar Listing? <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a few too many episodes of that, and I was like, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this. <laughs> um, but so I kind of took that opportunity to get into interior design. Oh. So I did that for a few years, um, which was great, and then I transitioned into what I'm doing now. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Beth Ladd Collections. Where did the idea come from to start, you know, designing your own accessories? And um, what was sort of that, you know, I got to do this moment? Um, So I guess, well, I was in New York City, and I worked for a design firm, um, left there and decided to um, look for a new one. And while I was kind of in between, I, my mom actually encouraged me to start I don't know where the idea came from, really. I mean, I guess I I always loved jewelry. And so I started mm-hmm. looking around for wholesale vendors where I could um, buy a few things and just try it out. And so I, um, I started it as kind of a hobby. And then, of course, I got my job in interior design like a week later, oh um, which wasn't really – I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. So I ended up doing this – kind of jewelry side job um, while working in interior design and just like hustling in the morning and at night and on my lunch break and eventually just started doing it full time. That's awesome. So now at first then, you know, since it was more of like a little side hustle hobby, were you, you were buying wholesale, so you weren't designing yet at that point. And then how were you selling it? Was it just through word of mouth, through friends? Like, did you have a website? Were you doing trunk shows? Like, talk to me a little bit about some of those first first steps. Yeah, so when I first started, I, um, I was buying wholesale. I didn't design anything myself, um, but I was fortunate to live in New York City where there were a lot of wholesalers, um, mm-hmm. wholesale 
companies, I guess, to buy from vendors. And so I would go down almost every day and visit these people um, to develop those relationships with them so that when something new came in that they knew I would like, they would send it to me. I would like leave my nine to five job, run down there, get it, um, come back home. And then first thing in the morning when there was natural light, I'd take a picture. And then while I was walking through Central Park to my real job is what I called it at the time. <laughs> um, I would like post on Instagram or um, work on my website or, you know, I did a lot of stuff on my phone. I still do. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how that started. But the first thing I did was create an Instagram. And I feel like at the time, this was seven years ago, mm-hmm. not every, there weren't too many other people doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there were, but there wasn't anyone that was like, exactly like me, I guess. I would yeah. say. Um, so I built it that way. And then also through trunk shows, which was great and word of mouth. So then with, um, you know, you were posting your designs then on Instagram, it sounds like to start, did you have a website at that point? Or were you just kind of selling, you know, like through direct messaging with people back and forth? Or how, how did you do that? Because I know websites are always so daunting to people. And I know you just redesigned yours. So we'll talk about that too later. Um, but how, how were you selling then just directly through messages? Or did you have a site at that point at the beginning? I had a site. Um, it was not a good one. I made it <laughs> myself. And I mean, like you just kind of mentioned, I just got a new one. It's um, kind of funny. I had the same one that I made myself for like six years. Uh-huh. Um, but it was good enough to where yeah. I could direct people to buy from. It just wasn't very pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. And I mean, I think so many people, especially designers or entrepreneurs, they start off their business as sort of a side hustle. I mean, I did that with my own PR business. I was working at an agency and during my lunch breaks and weekends and nights and mornings and the train ride in, I would be um, working with freelance clients and that, you know, eventually I was able to do my own thing, which I think is kind of the dream for a lot of people. And a lot of people can relate to that hustle of having no free time back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So then talk to me a little bit about the transition from, you know, buying wholesale to creating your own pieces and then, you know, going off and doing this full time and leaving your interior design job. Um, I guess. So after a while, I think I just got a little bit like bored of, simply curating pieces and you know I loved my vendors and I you know it gave me so much joy to go and see them and um, like visit them in person and work with them but I just got kind of bored of you know offering the same pieces that a lot of other people could buy Mm -hmm. so I made it my goal to move to all of my own designs and mostly all handmade and I'm almost there. I'm like 95%. Um, I still have like a very, very small amount of pieces uh, that are just curated. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think I just got kind of bored and maybe also it felt like I was lacking. I wasn't using my creativity to my full potential by just buying pieces as opposed to designing them myself. Um, So I'm having so much fun doing the designing now that I can't imagine really going back. Yeah, no, for sure. 
So in terms of designing, then, where do you get inspiration? Like, where where are you getting ideas for new designs and color schemes and all of that? Especially, I love your, your new products are so great, especially a lot of the clutches. And I love your little mint julep earrings. Um, so talk to me about how you come up with new designs. Uh, I get in- inspiration from really like everywhere. I mean, I could be driving down the road and see something, I don't know, maybe a flower or a sign or something. And, you know, when I get home, I'll sketch it out really quick and then I'll like sit on it for a little while. And then maybe like, who knows, a couple of weeks later, I'm like taking a shower and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I want to do with that idea. Um, so there's no rhyme or reason really to the inspiration aspect. Um, like one, there's a piece uh, on my website now I called the Pearl Shooting Star Earrings. Mm-hmm. And the idea for that came on a Sunday morning. I was uh, playing Play-Doh with my daughter and she cut out a little star and then we added like strings to it. Yeah. And I held it up and I was like, this could be a cute, a cute earring. And so now they're um, they're on the website and I think they're fun, but no one would ever probably think that the idea came from Play-Doh. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. So now most of your pieces, correct me if I'm wrong, are beaded, like your clutches and your earrings. Um, Mm -hmm. Has that always been kind of your go-to then even back when you were buying wholesale or what, what's kind of the reasoning behind that? I love them. And it's funny because now I think beading so popular across the board, but I feel like you've been doing them for years. Yeah. When I um, started, like when I was just buying wholesale, I would always kind of gravitate towards the beaded pieces uh, just because I love them. And, you know, to see it come together in these tiny little beads, um, I don't know, there's just something about the handiwork of it and um, that I just really like. So most of what I have now, like you said, is beaded. I do have some um, metal hoops that I designed and I mean, but they're, they're more basic, um, kind of the classics that I always have in stock as opposed to some of the beaded or a lot of the beaded pieces are kind of, um, seasonal and maybe Mm -hmm. I'll just have them, you know, for a few months and then that's it. Um, so I kind of keep the classics and then, um, the more unique ones, I guess. So, how far in advance are you having to design? I think that's something that a lot of people are curious about. And I know, you know, especially those that do the retail shows like in Atlanta and New York, they're designing at least six months ahead. But is that kind of how far along you're designing ahead or what's your design process like in that sense? Yeah, I usually do about um, six months. Sometimes I, uh, can, I can push it and do it in a little bit shorter time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's just me and I'm managing almost all aspects of the business by myself, I can't always meet those deadlines. And my vendors are really, really great. And they can kind of um, work with me to rush some pieces if I need them for a certain season. Yeah. Um, definitely with the jewelry, I'm working um, pretty far out, like four to six months. And then for the okay. clutches, um, like the one that you and I designed together, um, those can be done a little bit quicker because it's, okay. it's a little bit bigger of a production, I guess. Got it. Um, now, 
I should have asked this a little bit ago, but how would you describe your business to someone that's not familiar with it? I feel like if someone's listening and they don't know Beth Lab Collections, like how do you describe it to someone? I would say that we are kind of a fun, unique um, online boutique and brand at the same time. Um, most of what you'll see on our website is their statement pieces. So they're not so much like your classic dainty jewelry pieces, but they're kind of big, bold designs. And um, the idea is kind of for the customer to be able to show their personality when they're wearing them and maybe spark a conversation. Um, Like, for example, we have these margarita earrings that's like a big margarita glass with like a little lime. Mm -hmm. And I realize maybe not everyone is going to wear those, but (laughs) for sure, I think when people wear those to an event or a party or even out to like their favorite Mexican restaurant, I know that they get like comments and compliments and it's just something fun to be able to kind of show your personality in that way so that's our goal is for people to feel like they have something special and fun and funky I guess I love that yeah you have one for every occasion you have shells you have margarita glasses you have those derby mint julep cups any occasion you've gotten covered (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Um, so now how did you spread the word and sort of market your business? Obviously at first it sounds like a lot through Instagram. Is that still how it is? How are you getting the word out? Yeah. Instagram has been, um, so great for my business. Um, trunk shows too. It's just, it's hard because like I said, I'm one person, so I can't travel to like every market area. Mm -hmm. Just it's too hard. Um, but definitely Instagram and then word of mouth. I, um, I work with a lot of brides and bridal parties and bachelorette parties. And so if I work with a bride to design like a really special um, custom clutch for their wedding, usually, you know, a lot of people see it and ask where they got it. And I'll get messages from other people who saw it and then we'll design something special for them that's a little bit different. And so it's kind of like a domino effect. Um, cause I keep, you know, I don't design everything myself. A lot of times someone will come to me with an idea mm-hmm. and I'll just help bring it to life, which is kind of what you and I did. Yeah. Um, so that's been word of mouth and referrals has been really huge for me. And, um, that's also part of what makes it so fun for me is getting to work with all these people on new designs. I love that. That's so fun. And I love that you can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. now who inspires you? Um, is there someone's style that you really admire or, you know, it sounds like your mom's a great entrepreneur. So who inspires you in general, would you say? Um, you know, I think with social media and the internet being what it is, it's so easy now to find um, women who are inspiring and mm-hmm. who are super successful and, they're everywhere you look, it's like you see so many amazing women. So I, it's hard for me to pick just <laughs> a couple. But personally, for me, I would say definitely my mom. Yeah. Um, and then also my sister. She is um, a few years younger than me, but she is just, she's such a great businesswoman and mom and sister and friend. And I don't know, I'm just so 
proud of her. She inspires me every day. And so does my mom. So I think being surrounded by them has really encouraged me to like do the best that I can. I love that. It's always great when you have a good support system so close to you. For sure. Um, so what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges as you've, you know, started your business and grown it? What would you say the challenge has been? I think the biggest challenge has just been how to scale the business and how to kind of grow it at the right pace. Um, I'm pretty much a one woman show at this point. I, I've had a little bit of help here and there, but, um, I do, basically everything by myself from the packaging to the shipping and the marketing and accounting and finance and all of that. And, um, so I'm challenged on how to grow it, but without losing too much control over the process. Um, because I think part of my success so far has been because I'm able to develop a relationship with my customers, although it's, virtual, of course, for the most (laughs) part. Um, But I'm able to kind of cater to their needs by tweaking orders or adding in a handwritten note or, um, you know, little things like that. And so Mm -hmm. I, I kind of worry that if I outsource my packaging and my shipping, I'll have to give up some of that. Um, And I don't know that I really want to, because I think that's part of the experience. Yeah, for sure. So I have that's, to figure figure that out for sure. But And I feel like that's something everyone struggles with is like sort of wearing all the hats and balancing it, but then also needing help but not wanting to give up too much control or that that communication directly with the customer. That's always hard. Yeah, for sure. So now you kind of mentioned that one of your great successes has been your ability to work with customers. Is there anything else that you're really proud of that you've done with your business? Like where you featured in a magazine or collaborated with an influencer or, I mean, I love that chinoiserie clutch. I think you did for a bride maybe or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anything like that, that you're really proud of? Um, I was featured in Southern Living last year, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was interesting because the people who came to me and saw it were like my friends' moms who I hadn't seen maybe since college and yeah. they, you know, saw it and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, little things here and there, I would say have been, made me feel successful. Um, mm-hmm. But I think also just getting through the craziness of COVID last year, yeah. I consider that a win for myself, but every other small business too. Definitely. I know so many small businesses closed and just anyone that survived last year is so admirable. And I think, you know, it was a challenging year, but we learned so much from it. For sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your new website, because I know that's super exciting. So talk to me about what's different on it, um, sort of what you really wanted it and what you wanted from it and what customers can expect when they go to shop it. I wanted it just to be a reflection of the brand, really. And um, I think I think it's getting there. It's almost done. Um, but we have like super big, bright, colorful pictures on the homepage, um, which is kind of what I'm focusing on right now. And there's a new bridal section, which I'm excited about Mm -hmm. because like I mentioned earlier, I do love working um, 
with brides. I wish I had was doing this back when I got married because I feel like I would have had it like gone crazy. But um, <laughs> so yeah, there's a bridal section and we're, I'm trying to um, do, for some reason, my customers really, really love themes um, oh. and like hol- holiday themed pieces, yeah. which I never knew, but I did a poll on my Instagram stories several months ago and people were like, we want Christmas theme. We want 4th of July theme stuff. And I'm like, yeah. wow, okay, that's fun. <laughs> um, so now I like right now, just because, you know, it's leading up to May, we have um, Mother's Day, Cinco de Mayo, and then Kentucky Derby. So I'm trying to do some of the themes because it seems like um, people are really loving those. And I think they're fun too. Yeah, no, I'm looking at your new website and it looks great. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so now if you could pick anyone to wear your products, who would it be? It could be a celebrity or Royal, maybe like an icon who's no longer with us, but do you think would just be so fun or an influencer? Like who do you wish would be the Death Lad Collections girl? Oh my gosh, that is so hard. And something that I probably should have started thinking about like a week ago, <laughs> at least. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, Well, I feel like since my designs are kind of like bright and some of them are like a little bit crazy and out there, it'd be like super fun to see Lady Gaga wearing them. Um, Only because I can like kind of see her doing it. um, Yeah. You know, (laughs) but honestly, I think just seeing anyone wearing them, like seeing my pieces out in the wild, Mm -hmm. um, like with someone, not even a celebrity, just anyone walking down the street, seeing someone wear something that I designed is like the coolest thing definitely Um, so I think anyone I don't know (laughs) um now I have to ask this because everyone knows that I only wear clip-ons um can any of your earrings come in clip-ons so uh, that's a great question because right now no but I am working on it um I've had a few customers who buy from me regularly and Mm -hmm. they have um people in their hometown who can convert them, um, which is cool. But I am really, that's like one of my goals for this year is to offer some clip-ons. So we're working on it. Definitely. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy? What does it mean to you? Um, I think it's like classic and tailored, very like, I think of something very like tailored and put together, maybe custom um, with bold, bright colors. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I feel like when the term was coined, like who knows, way back in the day, I guess, it was used to describe like wealthy kids who went to prep schools. Um, Like I kind of think Gossip Girl, although I know that the term I'm sure came way before that. But yeah, I think now it's, it encompasses so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, like anyone can embrace like the preppy style. And um, I don't know. I just think it's more like fun and colorful than it used to be. And it's evolving. And I don't know. I've, Certainly. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, so now I have some fun, like get to know you questions. So my first is what's your go-to drink order? It can be like your Starbucks order or your cocktail order or your favorite kind of wine. Like what are some of your go-to drink orders? (laughs) Um, well, I have two kids, so I was just 
my mind immediately went to alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I um I kind of changed my order based on like the season and the weather, which is okay. maybe weird. But um in the summer I love a good rose or Sauvignon Blanc, and then in the winter um more of like a Pinot Noir. Okay. And then I love to mix in like a good dirty martini or um, there's a drink that my husband makes now that his um, his COVID hobby has become like <laughs> bartending at our house I just for it. us. Yeah. And so he makes this drink called The Conference, which is from um, a bar in New York City called Death & Co. And it is really really good if you like cocktails so I would highly recommend that oh so can I just google that I think so okay so the conference death and co did you say yeah okay I'm gonna google that I love finding new cocktail recipes and trying them (laughs) it's a good one um okay what's your favorite piece on your website right now would you say oh man that's hard that's like picking a favorite child yeah um I would say for the bags, I really love the kids' bags. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, well, like all of our bags, they're handmade and they're completely custom made to order. Um, I just think they're so cute. And they're also kind of multi-purpose because I feel like kids love them as soon as they open them up and see them. But then also they're like a fun keepsake. Um like if you give a five-year-old a toy, chances are it'll be in the trash after like a year or two. Yeah. Um, but with these, if you give them a purse that has their name or their monogram on it, I think there's a pretty good chance that their kids may be playing dress up with it in like yep. 30 years. And so I I really love all of our bags, but I think the kids' bags are especially cute. For sure. They're super cute. Yeah. And then for the earrings, my favorite would probably be the natural raffia flower earrings um, because they're big. They're oversized, Mm -hmm. but they weigh almost nothing. You can't even tell they're on. And they're neutral color. Um, It's kind of that like natural fiber color. So they match Mm -hmm. with like tons of stuff. I love that. I love those too. So, um, where can you not wait to travel once, you know, things are back open and ready to go again? Oh, I have a long list, (laughs) (laughs) a long list, even going like, I don't know, anywhere right now to visit a friend would be great, but, um, definitely at the top of my list would be, um, India and Mm. Thailand. Yes. Yeah. Those sound great. Yeah, most of the majority of my pieces are made in India, and I was getting ready to go um, shortly before COVID hit, and yeah. so definitely the situation's not not very good over there. Unfortunately, I yeah. feel awful. But as soon as everything opens back up, I can't wait to go. Oh, for sure. Um. So now, what are some other brands that you love and small businesses that pair great with your accessories that you want to kind of give a little shout out to? Um. Some of the, I guess, clothing brands that I personally wear and style my pieces with are um, SC Block Prints. Mm-hmm. They have kind of like a similar aesthetic where it's um, made in India really fun, bright, bold patterns. And 
easy to wear dresses. I wear them almost every single day in the summer, even just at home because they're just so comfortable and um, easy to wear. Mm -hmm. So definitely them. Also Crosby uh, by Molly Birch. I love their patterns too. They're so bright and fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, they, they're great too. So those are two of my top ones. I love both of those brands. Yeah. Um, So now what are some things that you always keep in your bags? Like, is there a certain lipstick or, um, you know, maybe gum or mints? Like what's something that you don't leave home without in your bags? Oh, wow. Um, I have a huge bag, but I have to say it's almost all kids stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so boring, but I mean, it's kids stuff for sure. Just diapers and like opened crackers and crumbs. And I mean, that's just the reality of having a one-year-old and a three-year-old, I think, right yeah. now. Uh, but I also don't go that many places because of COVID. So yeah, hope, that's hopefully that answer will change soon. Mm-hmm. Now, are there any sneak peeks or like what's next for you that you can maybe share? I have a few things that I'm working on. Um I definitely am planning on adding some more kids things to the line um, because like I mentioned before, our um, kids bags have been so popular. Um, so we're adding like little bracelets and necklaces and maybe some hair bows and like really fun um, pieces for kids that are um, still on brand. I mean, they'll still be beaded and you can expect the same like aesthetic, but just for little people. Um and Super then also fun. possibly some home. Oh home yeah. Oh I, I mean I'm I'm in the early, early, early stages of those. Um, but I have a bunch of ideas and yeah, I'm excited for those because I love interior design and I think it's yeah. just could be super fun. Exactly. That sounds like, you know, both your worlds colliding a little bit there. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So my final question is where can people find you? Let them know your social media handle to follow along and um, your website address so they can go and shop. Where can people find you? My website is bethladcollections.com and my Instagram is at bethladcollections. Um, That's, that's basically it for now. I actually, I should have mentioned earlier. um, I do sell wholesale. So we have probably, I don't know, 30 to 40 different boutiques around Mm -hmm. the country um, that we sell to. And so if someone wants to shop in person, then I do have a list on my website. It's at the very bottom um, where people can click and see which boutiques um, carry, carry the line. That's perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Beth. Thank you. This has been fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 